Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the T-Draft, the Film Buff Podcast, episode 22. Uh, once again, I'm going to do a little bit something differently this week. Not going to go through the last five or six movies I watched. I toyed with the idea of doing an It Chapter 2 full spoiler discussion. I mean, I didn't really have as much to say about this movie as the last one. In short, it's it's pretty solid. Um, I think at moments it was way scarier than the first one, but it is way too long, and I don't know. There was there was something missing, or maybe there's too much in there. I don't know. There was something off about the movie, but um, I still think it's pretty solid. I would give it a high 7, low 8 out of 10-ish, right around there. But... Um, instead of doing a bunch of reviews this week, uh, I'm going to do like a full cast. I'm going to try to cast, um, you know, or give some names in, in potential um, casting for the Batman that comes out in 2021. Almost a full two years away. Um, but first, up top, a couple big, big announcements within the last week or so. Um, both within franchises that I absolutely love and adore. The first one would be that Haley Atwell was officially cast in the next two Mission Impossible movies. Um, we don't know who she's playing. Uh, we don't know if she's going to be British, uh, American, part of the IMF. Maybe she's Rebecca Ferguson's sister, which is my, which was what my first inclination was. For some reason... Uh, I get the vibe that she's going to have something to do with Rebecca Ferguson in this movie, assuming that she is still coming back. I know that she gave interviews in February, October um, for the kid who would be king, saying that, that yes, Ilsa will be back um, in the next Mission Impossible movie. But there hasn't been like an official confirmation from Macquarie, just like there was with Haley Atwell right now. So I'm still curious to see if they... They do bring Rebecca Ferguson back. I would be very disappointed um, if she wasn't a part of the seventh and or eighth movie in the franchise. Same thing with Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Same thing with Vin Rames. I would like to see Jeremy Renner return. Maybe even bring back Henry Cavill in a way. Whether that's maybe playing the uh, more evil twin brother uh, of who he played... Um, um, Walker in, uh, in Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 6. I don't know, but um, I, I like the consistency within the franchise, at least over the last few. I know that they, for a while they kind of liked the individual event films that they had, like entirely different casts surrounding Tom Cruise for a while there, um, and a different director for each one. But I'm very happy that you know Christopher McQuarrie is coming back, writing and directing, Tom Cruise, of course. And they want to top what they did in the last movie. That's always nice. That they actually want to top what they did uh, previously in a franchise. Um, and also that you know that could be um, an eternal thing, like an, a, a mental topping. Like I remember uh, back when Avengers: Age of Ultron came out, Joss Whedon was saying this is bigger in a way than the first Avengers, um, but it, it kind of goes, um, you know, it's an internal bigger. Uh, in terms of like characters going in, you know, in, I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm stumbling over my words here. But basically, um, that it was more of a mental sequel than it was like a bigger physical um, scope um, enhancement. Anyway, um, excited for Haley Apple to join the cast. Um, 
it would be interesting to see if they, they took the villain route with her. I kind of doubt it based on the, um, the Instagram post. It just seemed like, you know, there would have been more of a, a hint that she would be villain, just like there kind of was when Cavill was announced. Um, they never fully gave that away until the movie, of course, but, um, I think that that was great news. Absolutely love Haley Atwell. Love turned blinded by the light this summer. Um, of course, it's a very small role, but still. Uh, and the second piece of news was that Game of Thrones, there's going to be another spinoff. Um, this one kind of delving into the history of the Targaryens. Uh, I would assume that they're going to just kind of adapt, in a way, uh, the Fire and Blood novel that is, from what I understand, like a great history book essentially, of the Targaryens, um, the rise and fall, um, um, Aegon's conquest, and all that, all that stuff, so I think that that they said that this one's, this series was going to potentially take place, like, 300 years before, uh, the, the events of Game of Thrones, the, the showrunner, or the, the lead writer, was somebody from that show that, um, Sarah Wayne Galleys is from, I think it was on like FX or something like that. It was like an end of the world type uh, series. I had never watched it, but that's from what I remember. Um, but the other thing um, with this is that, so so you have the, the other Game of Thrones pilot uh, shooting, or just finished shooting, Blood Moon. Uh, you would assume that that is going to make it on the air next year, but it's becoming almost more increasingly... I don't want to say obvious, but almost, um, they're hinting that I, I have a feeling this isn't going to debut until either the fall of 2020 or the spring of 2021. That That's my gut instinct because they just finished the pilot. They're kind of getting in front of the studio heads. Now, I don't, I don't see them, you know, filming an entire eight or nine more episodes in that time and getting all the special effects and green screen and, uh, it's a tight time frame. So that's interesting because if this one's, if, if this prequel with the, the Targaryen history is kind of in the development stage right now, you'd think maybe about a year from now, year and a half from now, they're going to be filming the pilot to be aired in 2022. So, you know, maybe we'll have a couple series going on at once, or maybe this Targaryen series is really only a limited thing. It's a 10 episode um, series. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but. Let's go ahead and jump right into the main topic today, which is, you know, and the reason why I was doing the casting for the Batman movie today was because, you know, I've heard all these rumors about the Jamie Foxx and Giancarlo Esposito uh, potentially being eyed for roles in the Batman to join Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, I should say, um, in Matt Reeves' reboot, you know, not necessarily a sequel, kind of just reimagining of the Batman mythos once again. Um, becoming more more excited for this movie. I think as of now, Mission Impossible 7 would still be my number one anticipated for 2021, but this would be right there. It would be right, right next to it. So, excited, but I thought I would kind of put together a list of actors who I think could play, um, you know, various members of the Bat family. And you can't really have a Batman without Alfred Pennyworth. So I think that that was the first place I wanted to start here. Um, and of course, if that's the role that Giancarlo Esposito is being attached you know, for, 
I think that he would be a pretty solid Alfred. It would be a different approach. Because I don't know that I've seen the warm side of Giancarlo Esposito. Of course, he was fantastic in Breaking Bad. I hear he's really good in Better Call Saul. Um, oh, God. I mean, he was in uh, Maze Runner, the sequels. Um, yeah, he's been in a couple other things. I saw him recently. Um, but I, I really, do, I really, really do... Um, you know, I think I think that there's a possibility that that he does end up with this role if he's already being attached to it. So so we'll kind of see where they go from there with Giancarlo. Just one of the uh, potential options for Alfred. The next name that I think, honestly, when I was fr- first putting this uh, list together, the first name that I thought of was Charles Dance, and I think that it's just an interesting choice because. Unlike or much like Esposito, you haven't really seen the warm side of Charles Dance. He's always playing a villain, whether it's the uh, the turn he gives in Alien, was it three or Alien Resurrection, all the way up to what he does in Godzilla, King of Monsters, uh, to of course his role as Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones. And by the way, this is first of many Game of Thrones actors I'm going to mention on this list. Um, but I would love to see. I mean, his presence alone is great especially i mean he's got that great british voice it's always a it's always a nice plus with alfred um so i'd love to see charles dance in that role another game of thrones actor who i think would bring the warmth um but also the wisdom is that of liam cunningham i mean just look no further than what he does as davos um in game of thrones it's he's essentially playing alfred to to kid harrington's john snow um and of course, you know, I would have loved to see Kit Harrington in the in the Batman universe, but looks like um, him being in Eternals and the MCU overall, I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, but anyway, Liam Cunningham's a great choice. And the last choice I have, once again, from Game of Thrones, and I think that this might be a more realistic choice, just because uh, not as much of a name, um, so you wouldn't need to spend as much money on a guy like this. It's Michael McElhatton. Uh, plays Bruce Bolton in Game of Thrones. Talk about having a voice. I mean, all three of these guys have a, a great voice to to play Alfred, but Macklehead, wow! I mean, he he has got the chops acting wise, as well as the the voice for sure. Definitely more of an interesting kind of hard edged choice for for Alfred, but um, certainly we'll see. Uh, you know, if if they go that route at all. Next on the list, I have is Catwoman. So there's a couple of, of people already been rumored for Catwoman for the movie. One being uh, uh, Vanessa Kirby, who I think would be a great choice. Um, she's hot off of uh, Hobbs and Shaw, as well as Mission Impossible last year, The Crown the year before. I mean, she's got a lot of things. Um, you know, a lot of things on her on her resume as of now, um, certainly acclaimed in, in most of these roles. Anyway, I think she's certainly on the rise. She would have made my, my actors to watch out for a list a couple weeks ago. She's just too old at this point. I wanted to have actors like under 26, under 27. Um, she's been rumored as well as Janelle Monet has been rumored. I, I, that one was most recent, recently. I, I heard Jeff Snyder give that on Movie Talk earlier this week. So, um, you know... The stuff that I've seen Janelle Monae in, I I don't listen to any of her music. I don't you know keep up to date with any of the 
you know, the hip hop pop music of today. But I will say her her turn in Moonlight, it was one of my favorite performances of that year. And I thought for sure uh, she deserved a nomination for that or Hidden Figures, um, I think was the following year. So she's great in both those roles. I'm not really sure how much she's prioritizing acting, though. Um, I know that she's, you know, she's well-versed in, in the, the world of, of Hollywood. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, if she was approached, I'm sure she would take the role, but I just don't know how much, you know, I think she's got a Harriet Tubman movie coming out. Um, I believe she's in the homecoming, uh, season two, not starring Julia Roberts. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, uh, again, it was a rumor, but I, I do like that rumor. I like Janelle Monae a lot, so curious to see you know where her career goes from here. Another couple of names I think are more obvious. Um, you know, someone like Natalie Dormer coming off Game of Thrones, as well as many other things. She just has that um, you know seductive. Uh, not that you need to be seductive, but I'm just thinking of like the you know um, Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman role, not so much the Anne Hathaway role. Um, of Catwoman, that just that like that gravitas, but also that very powerful at the same time vulnerability. Uh, Natalie Dormer can certainly play that. Just look no further than any of her scenes where she's legitimately playing the Game of Thrones in that show. As I talked about last week, she was one of the best characters to do that in the show. Um, so Natalie Dormer is a great option there. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, I don't think I don't think there's any shot it's going to happen. I just don't see her taking on this role. I don't really even see, um, I don't know. It, it seems like, I feel like that they're going to go a little younger. So, you know, Rebecca Ferguson is, I think, almost 40. And Robert Pattinson, I think, is like 32. So I would assume they're going to probably try to get somebody of around Pattinson's age. Um, but again, I'm not going to say no to Rebecca Ferguson. She's one of my favorite actresses out there. Same thing with Emily Blunt. It's the same sort of deal. Probably a little too old. I think she was rumored back in the day for Black Widow. She might even be over the superhero roles at this point in time. I'm sure she's been approached for many. Um, but, I mean, if we're talking about Emily Blunt with superhero roles, I'm not the first one to say it, but I think that her and John Krasinski would be perfect fits to head up the uh, Fantastic Four reboot, the inevitable reboot uh, over at Marvel. Um, so those are those two, I think another couple choices that are interesting, younger, um, but certainly interesting all the same are Margaret Qualley and Eliza Gonzalez. So Margaret Qualley is one of those actresses I think could be up for, you know, a lot of different roles. Um, but she just got something about her. I absolutely loved, um, her turn in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I've, you know, talked about so many so so many times um at the same time eliza gonzalez certainly has the look i don't think anybody's gonna complain about that does she have the acting talent i i don't know i mean she was good in baby driver she's good in in um what was that movie oh uh, uh alita battle angel she's good in her small tiny little role in hobbs and shaw but has she really had a, a full-on you know leading role no not really not really at all so curious to see where they go with the Catwoman role uh, moving on to Riddler this is probably the toughest um you know of course this is if they do have Riddler in the movie um, but widely rumored so I thought it was fun to at least try 
couple of names, you know, that I've seen floating around the internet, I don't really think are much of a chance. But somebody like Bill Hader or Sam Rockwell, who's already really, you know, wet his feet in the superhero genre with Iron Man 2. Um, but Rockwell's just so fun when he's playing a bad guy, or at least with some somebody with an edge. Um, Bill Hader, of course, I mean, his role as Barry is probably completely opposite of what he would be as Riddler because he'd be very, um, you know, outward with his speech and, and with his personality instead of, uh, you know, looking inward with Barry uh, as more of a, you know, retrospective character. Um, but I think that the one name that stands out to me, and I did write down Awan Rion as well from Game of Thrones who played Ramsey. I don't really see him taking on that role. I think the studio is probably going to want a bigger name for it as well. I like a guy like Paul Dano for Riddler. He's always leaned more towards, uh, you know, the smaller, budgeted, independent-style movies. I just finished watching uh, Meek's Cutoff last night, um, which uh, he was very good in, but it's it's such a small movie. I don't see a guy like Paul Dano, uh, you know, I, I don't know, delving into the comic book genre where you have to be locked down for two or three movies, maybe even more than that. Um, but, man, I mean, his his role in Prisoners, that's what that's what gets me. I think that he could be really, really good um, as Edward Nigma. Uh, moving on to the Penguin, another tough one because there's been rumors out there like uh, Josh Gad or you know somebody like Jonah Hill that people have... Um, sort of campaign for um and Andy Serkis probably has taken his name off the list at this point because he's directing Venom I don't imagine he's gonna really have much time to to film an entire movie um or really sign on for for multiple movies but um he could be a good penguin a couple of the names that I saw that I thought were really really interesting for penguin um and they would all give very very different takes are Ben Foster, Brian Tyree Henry, and Sean Harris. Sean Harris, I think, is probably the biggest long shot because the guy doesn't, he doesn't, he he's not taking any, you know, big budget movies. The only reason why they got him to come back from Mission Impossible is because they agreed, or no, the only reason that he even signed on for the first Mission Impossible was that they, they agreed to kill him off. And then one of their last weeks of filming, they're like, hey, you know, Sean, we have a different plan for your character. We, you know, we we would like him to come back for the sequel and have a little revenge and um, on Ethan Hunt and the rest of the crew. And of course, he begrudgingly came back for the sequel. We'll see if he comes back for Mission Impossible Seven. But um, oh god, he'd be a great Penguin. He'd be a great you know, Batman villain. Any any sort of Batman villain. Be good for the Riddler, of course, too. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, another one who's probably taken his name off, um, probably because he's in Eternals next year. So again, unless he's killed off like in the first couple of scenes, I don't think that he's gonna have any time to to be in both universes. But that leaves Ben Foster, who I feel like is one of the most underrated actors of our time. He's he's born to play a, a villain. I mean, his, his role in 310 to Yuma, oh, God, it's one of the most punch-worthy characters. Um, but you understand where he's coming from as well. So my pick would probably be Ben Foster there. 
somebody like Two Face, if, if if they have Two Face, I've heard you know they may have that character in the movie. How about a guy like Ethan Hawke? Yeah, no, he's probably too old. But I thought that was fun to write down because Ethan Hawke is is too dang good to not be in the comic book genre. But a lot of fans didn't like what he said about Logan and other comic book movies, so there's that as well. Um, I also wrote down Sam Rockwell for Two-Face as well. I think he could play a great Two-Face. You know, maybe you'd like somebody a little more serious than Sam Rockwell. All of his characters kind of have a a weird sense of humor to him. Um, uh, Maybe a guy like Nikolai Coster Waldo would be good for Two-Face. How about a guy like Sterling K. Brown? Um... It, he would perfectly pull off the the lawyer the lawyer side of Two Face. He just has that presence um, uh, about him. I know he was in Black Panther, but it was such a small role that I don't think it would really matter at all. Um, but Sterling K. Brown he, again, he's got such a great presence. He's you know with This Is Us, he's so much heat. Uh, did not like his turn in The Predator. I will say that last year. Um, but he's good in almost everything he's in. So my vote, again, would probably be Sterling K. Brown. Um, let's move on to Commissioner Gordon, another character who's been rumored because I don't think that J.K. Simmons is coming back. And, of course, me casting Alfred Pennyworth was probably, you know, assuming that they wouldn't bring back uh, Jeremy Irons. But a guy like Commissioner Gordon. So Jamie Foxx was one of the, the names that was just... You know, rumored, excuse me, Chase, big yawner right there, uh, rumored for the role after the reports uh, a week or two ago with Giancarlo Esposito. I, I wouldn't mind Jamie Foxx as Commissioner Gordon. I think he could play, you know, he's about 15 years older than Robert Pattinson. Um, that would be a good role for him, as well as like some guy like Sam Elliott. You know, we know he's got the great mustache. Um, I don't know how old he is and if it may if they may be looking for somebody in their 40s or 50s looks like sam elliott's like 65 so i it might be too old for them um but he's he's got one of those great voices he would definitely pull off commissioner gordon um so i would love that and again with commissioner gordon i wrote down sterling k brown um so i would be fine with that as well moving on to nightwing this is more of a long shot. I don't think that they're going to even cast Nightwing in the movie. I don't think he's going to play any sort of part of it. Um, but I thought it would be fun to cast him anyway. Some guy like Kelvin Harrison Jr. coming off of Loose, where he's playing like both sides of the coin. Uh, a character like Nightwing you know, has a, has a harder edge. It's not Rob, and it's not the little kid in tights running around. This is you know, pretty much Batman, just about 15 years younger. So it would be interesting to see Kelvin Harrison play him. Uh, Lucas Hedges another actor who's hot off of every single Oscar bait movie over the last three years. Certainly see him eventually getting in the uh, the comic book genre. It's just a matter of who's going to pick him up. Uh, what about a guy like Alfie Allen? Uh, again, I think he's almost Robert Pattinson's age, so I would imagine they're not going to cast somebody too close uh, you know, to, to Batman's age. Yeah, he's exactly the same age. He's 33. Uh, but I do like the idea of him, you know, getting an, a bigger chance at a big budget movie after John Wick. Uh, two, no, no, he's in the first one, isn't he? Yeah, he's in the first one. Um, and of course, Game of Thrones. His ability to go with the uh, the 
complete jerk face side of Theon, as well as the vulnerable and heartfelt version he played in season six or season eight. is impeccable. So love to see any of those guys take on Nightwing. Let's move on to Batgirl. One of the, the, the roles that I wrote down probably the most people for. Um, Jesse Buckley off of Wild Rose and Beast. Another one of those people. It's only a matter of time before she gets picked up uh, from the big budget uh, movies. Caitlin Dever, hot off Booksmart. I think that she would be a very interesting choice. Um, and I think it actually might be more likely than you think. Somebody like Sophie Turner, probably not as likely considering she's been Jean Grey already, but she, she fits the part looks-wise. Rose Leslie, uh, of course, may be a little too old if they're going with the younger Bat Batgirl to, uh, to the older Batman. Jessica Roth, hot off both Happy Death Day movies, is great. Um, Haley Lou Richardson, coming off Five Feet Apart, uh, as well as Support the Girls, amongst other things. Very good as well. Saoirse Ronan, probably a long shot. She's not going to join any comic book movie anytime soon, although she was up for that X-Men reboot years ago. So that that's interesting to think about. Um, or even somebody like Rosa Salazar, who is certainly on the up-and-ups, um, after her turn as Alita in uh, Alita Battle Angel, as well as the uh, Maze Runner sequels. I don't know. I still made my choice on that one. I think that they both, they all can really offer a different uh, you know, side to, to the Batgirl character. Barbara Gordon, of course. And maybe that kind of depends on uh, who they cast as Commissioner Gordon as well. Um, unless they go some sort of adopted route. I don't know. Um, moving on. Um, next role I had down, I don't think that this character is even going to be in the movie. I kind of doubt that this character is going to be in any movie for a while, just because of the nature of the character, no pun intended, but that would be Poison Ivy. Um, yeah, just another fun role to write down names for. Uh, Imogen Poots coming off of this summer, The Art of Self-Defense. Fantastic in that movie. That movie is one of the most weird and interesting films I've seen in a long time. Um, but Imogen Poots, been around for a while kind of just you know under the radar you know in a bunch of these uh you know low budget independent movies and certainly making a name for herself loved her uh, back in the day in green room 20 week, 28 weeks later um i mean god she's been in so many things v for vendetta uh i think she was in one of those terrence malick movies as well um again imogen poots uh and uh, next one I have is Sofia Batella. This is more of an obvious one. She's rumored for every big budget movie these days after you know, Kingsman, The Mummy, um, Hotel Artemis, Star Trek. I mean, how many, how many franchises can she possibly be in at this point? I don't know. Um, this, this next one's certainly a long shot. It's Blake Lively. I don't think she's going to join a comic movie, let alone a DC movie, anytime soon after Green Lantern, but... A man can dream, Candy. Um, bear with me here with the next suggestion, and that's Lady Gaga. You know, she has limited acting experience uh, from A Star is Born as well as uh, her role in American Horror Story. I didn't see any of those episodes that she was in, but I hear she was great. I think she, did she win a Golden Globe for that or something? Um, and I think she certainly deserved the Oscar last year. That was me. Um came around on her too because the first time I saw A Star is Born I didn't think she, she was as good as she was and then it's really when you think about it it's really how well she plays a character 
who has never been on stage before and is terrified of being on stage coming from somebody who's been on stage thousands of times in her life. That is extremely tough to do. It's like acting, you know, like you don't know how to play basketball and acting bad and nervous about it when you know exactly, when you know like everything about the game. Um, it's like a Kobe Bryant or somebody. Um, so I loved, loved, loved Lady Gaga's performance last year in Stars Born. The next two choices uh, are both from Game of Thrones. It's been a while since I've thrown out a Game of Thrones actor. Um, and I think that they, I'm not going to say likely, um, but if they were to go after somebody for Poison Ivy, this is who I would want. And that's Lena Headey or Carice Van Houten. Um, I think Lena Headey would, would do fantastic things with this role. Uh, Carice Van Houten, sure. I think I think it's more obvious than Lena Headey, to be honest, just because of the role of Melisandre um, itself. Um, but don't don't sleep on Lena Headey. She's in that new movie with Karen Gillan coming out next year. Um, I think it's an action movie. I cannot wait to see that. Um she was great in 300 back in the day. She was great in, um, oh, God, the um, the movie that's like the raid, Dread. Uh, fantastic is the villain there. Uh, so I love, would love to see her as Poison Ivy. The last role I put down on here, just more of the, you know, fun cast. I don't even know if Lucius Fox is going to be in it, but we'll see. Three guys I wrote down were, once again, Sterling K. Brown, Jeffrey Wright, um, who's always great. He's intelligent. Uh, you know, background characters, um, and Courtney B. Vance. So I haven't seen much of Courtney B. Vance. Um, I'm trying to think of what I've seen him in um, other than the, uh, of course, the, the, the um, you know, the promos for uh, the O.J. Simpson series. Um, but, oh, that's right. He was in Ben's Back last year. I've seen him in that. He was very good in that. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's got that presence to him. He's got that presence. I believe he'd be a great Lucius Fox. I think they might go younger, so they might go with a guy like Sterling K. Brown. Um, but I don't know. Those are the three names that came to mind. So now I'm going to go ahead and, and pick you know, who I'd want out of any of these choices. So we have Robert Pattinson playing Batman. For Alfred, I'm honestly going to go... God, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to go with Liam Cunningham. I, I just I think that that would be such a great role for him. It brings such a different presence to the the, the movie uh, as well. Did much different than Michael Caine did, that's for sure. Catwoman. So this it comes down to you know you know my dream would probably be Rebecca Ferguson or Emily Blunt in this role. But I re I really do think the two people and I think Margaret Qualley and Eliza Gonzalez are probably too young. But I think I think the best the best. God, I don't even know. Janelle Monet would be great, but I'm going with Natalie Dormer. That's who I'm going to go with here. Uh, Riddler, I, I'm going to stick with Paul Dano. That that was my pick initially. When I first saw that name, came up with that name, I'm like, yeah, that's that fits. That fits too perfectly. Uh, for Penguin, again, I would love to see Sean Harris. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going with Ben Foster. He would be so great. Um, Two-Face. I think that this, out of all the roles I wrote down Sterling K. Brown for, Two-Face has got to be it. It's got to be it. 
Commissioner Gordon, I think they're going to go younger, so I don't think Sterling K. Brown is or uh, Sam Elliott's going to get it. Uh, but I got like Jamie Foxx. He's already been rumored for it. I don't want him to be ruler like a lot of people do. I'm going to go Jamie Foxx as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Nightwing, if they had to do it, if they had to put him in the movie, give me Lucas Hedges. Give me Lucas Hedges. Uh, Batgirl, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great options here. Um, Rose Leslie's probably too old. Sophie Turner, it's not going to happen. Jesse Buckley, in too many independent movies, I think. Haley Lou Richardson would be great. So I'm going to give both Haley Lou Richardson and Caitlin Dever the role right now. I literally can't decide. I think they're both too good. Uh, Poison Ivy. Man, oh man. Imogen Poots would be great. Lady Gaga's more of a dark horse wild wild card pick. Blake Lively's never going to do it. Sophie Vitella's, eh, maybe not do it. I'm going to give that role to Lena Headey. I really think Lena Headey would, would be perfect uh, for Poison Ivy. Lucius Fox, I think Jeffrey Wright is absolutely born to play this role. And I know that he's the Watcher now. He's the you know, he's the voice of the Watcher in the What If series. Doesn't matter. He could play. He could play uh, Lucius Fox as well. Uh, so that's the cast. That's the that's the episode. Haley Atwell cast in the next two Mission Impossible movies. New Game Thrones spinoff announced. And I just cast the Batman movie for you. That's it. That's the episode. Until next time. Thanks.